0: Hello everyone, it's Sheila Zelinsky with a very interesting show that I think you're gonna be very blessed by. And the title of it is actually The Hope Breaker Spirit, but I'm calling it Hope for the Holiday question mark, based on a teaching by my good friend Pastor Mark Sellers from Colorado. And it's also got some stuff from Pastor Monty Mulkey, the holiday depression and holiday spirit. Really, I believe there's spirits that attack head on during the holidays. Today, this is a solution offering. This is hope for the holidays really because deliverance is the children's bread. And I believe that is gonna really set you free. you might wanna listen multiple times to really get this down in your spirit. I think this is gonna deliver a lot of people. Lack of hope is a global problem. If you look at those statistics, It is absolutely unbelievable the amount of people that slink into a a real sense of hopelessness during the holidays. There's a report that was issued two years ago when it talks about depression. And now, of course, they put alcohol-related deaths into this new study. But this trajectory goes straight up over the course of the last hundred years. Of the amount of people that are losing hope, that have lost hope, suicide deaths are staggering in the last hundred years. This is a huge problem, folks. This is a global problem, and I think every one of us has been impacted by either suicide or somebody in our family that has clinical depression. Every single person that I am talking to listening to this program has had their hope broken at some point in their life. And you know that that ties into the spirit of trauma. I know for myself, last year on November 29th, so it was a little over a year ago, I lost my father. I was very close to my dad and he was gonna retire you know, because he hadn't even reached 70 years old. Here he was set to retire the spring of 2019. He's the one male on this planet that I was really close to. And I almost talked to him on a daily basis. And that's been an incredibly massive, devastating blow to me personally. It was November 29th. I buried him on December 7th. And his 70th birthday would have been December 19th. So the month of December is huge for me personally. So I'm here at the one year anniversary mark of his past last year I found the holidays this time of year to be devastating. Now, this show is not going to get into a big spiel on Christmas. I think probably if you've listen to me any amount of time at all, you pretty much know how I feel about these pagan holidays. I think Christmas is one of those holidays. And I did a show on Christmas that doesn't mean that Sheila is scorning people that celebrate Christmas. I believe God has to show you that for yourself. But if you want to know what I believe God thinks about these pagan holidays, I don't think that it's okay for us to just say, well, you know what? Too bad. I like Christmas. I'm going to celebrate it. I like hanging stockings. and I like putting up a tree. And we've done it for all these years years, but I think you really need to take a look at the incredible, shocking origins of what we call Christ Mass. You know that I did a Halloween expose that's incredibly, I don't think anyone can argue with my Halloween expose. So again, I'm calling this, it's not in a person's mind, it's a massive problem. It's a tangible, real, serious problem. A number one search term in the last two years has been depression, looking for solutions, looking for answers, looking for hope. I mean, suicide's off the charts. The National Institute of Mental Health estimates, listen to this, that 20.7 million U.S. adults had at least one major depressive episode in 2016. Folks, that is a massive, massive amount of people. Now, here's an interesting fact that major depression was most prevalent amongst Hispanics, followed really closely by African-Americans, then whites. Women between the ages of 40 to 59 have the highest rate of depression of any group and gender. Listen to this. 21.2% of U.S. adults experienced mental illness in 2018. That's one in four adults. Anxiety and depression combined affect 60 million adults in the United States age 18 and older. Depression is anxiety's ugly cousin. And a lot of people think it's chemical imbalances in the brain. I do believe that there are a combination of generationally inherited spirits. This is my opinion. I also believe that demons can uh, affect your body. They can afflict your body with infirmities as such a chemical imbalance. That's right. Because it's common that bipolar disorder is widely believed to be the result of chemical imbalances in the brain. Those chemicals that are responsible for controlling the brain's functions are called neurotransmitters. And they pump off noradrenaline, serotonin and dopamine. These are like the feel good chemicals. Like for example, when you eat chocolate, what does it release? It releases these feel good chemicals. Folks, the suicide rate is going up astronomically. It's only second to accidents. Now Monty Mulkey, you know, my pastor Monty and Sharon Mulkey have done a two part series on the many roots of depression. That is a series that you want to get, and I've got it linked below as well in the description. Again, it's a two part series. You can download it electronically at wccd.com. This message is not specifically on depression, but if you're specifically focusing on chronic depression, that's an incredible resource. But we're going to have some deliverance part at the end of this too, and we're going to go after a lot of things because every single person, myself included, has had our hope broken. We've all had levels of trauma. We've all had levels of depression and anxiety. You yourself might get depressed this time of year. Maybe your family's far away. Maybe you don't get to see your kids. Maybe you don't get to see your grandchildren. Maybe your family lives in another state. Maybe your family's deceased. Maybe you don't have any family. Maybe you feel very much alone loneliness and despair go hand in hand with this as well and let's face it a lot of my listeners because they're very awake to what's going on a lot of them will break away from their churches and this causes a lot of feelings of isolation i know i go through that all the time that personally is something i struggle incredibly with is feelings of isolation you know there's times when it's very challenging And that is one thing the enemy really wants to do is he wants to get us in a depression. He wants us to be distracted. There are so many distractions today that distract us from keeping our eyes fixed as flint on Jesus. And it's really important, whatever situation that you're going through today, you have to understand that God loves you. That's not some cutesy phrase. Can you even imagine the cost of your salvation? That magnificent plan of the Father and the willing cooperation of the Son? Think of how that itself proves your value. Because from His perspective, you were worth all the pain and suffering that was necessary to secure your eternal presence with him in heaven. The cross is the greatest possible display of the Lord's love for you. The hope breaker spirit is what we're talking about today. Do you know how many people email me and tell me how alone they feel and I talked a little bit about isolation earlier alone isolated they feel like they don't have any family any friends their friends don't get them maybe you have a bunch of liberal friends you know between the fact that a lot of us are Christian conservatives so that automatically weeds a lot of people out right there I've went through isolation for a long time because there's a whole lot of ministers that I I can't even talk to and as a woman in ministry that also isolates me from a whole lot of men that do not believe Believe that women should even be in ministry, and uh, it's more prevalent than you think. I'll just leave it at that. As a woman, I think we face even more issues because you know society also tells women, you know, once you're 30, it's all over. We have a really warped society because every day we're getting bombarded by images of what tells us that is beautiful. And you know what? Whether we want to admit this or not mid 30s, early 40s are already going through perimenopause. You've got perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. A lot of women are going through a lot of hell with all these chemical imbalances. Now it's interesting. It goes back to something my very good friend Carla Butad and I did a show called The Curse of the Woman. And we did some powerful deliverance in that. Ladies, listen, if you have not heard that show, it is so powerful and it's got deliverance prayer. If you are over the age of 20, go listen to that show. It is incredibly powerful. So we're going to go back to Hope Breakers now. So when you feel left out, you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel like on top of all that, now it's the holidays, you have no family. Maybe, again, you live in a different state. Maybe your friends aren't around. Maybe you don't have any friends because, hey, after all, you're a Trump supporter. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But there's a lot of reasons why people get feeling isolated and they get into a chronic depression. Maybe you've had a death in your family like I have. You know, it's interesting, again, Mark brought this point out, too, that this pop singer, Mabel, she's a singer-songwriter. She's young. She's only, like, 23 years old or something. She has a new song. It's a new Christmas song that she's released called Loneliest Time of the Year. And uh, apparently she doesn't get into the festive spirit. There you go. Why do we call it festive spirits table that for a minute I want to actually read a couple of the lyrics on this because I thought this was really interesting sorry I'm not so merry but I feel like this yearly Christmas time isn't my vibe brings no joy into my life watch the snow as it's falling I don't feel a beep thing, only darken the tree lights, just another December night. Here's the pre-chorus. Sleigh bells ringing, still I feel sad. It'll have you thinking of all the things that you don't have. But I know I'm feeling lonely. I can't be the only one drowning in tears so somebody show me home I supposed to have fun at the loneliest time of the year. This is a 2019 Christmas song. It really reflects a lot of what people have told me over the last month is, I really can't get into Christmas. That's what they say. I'm really not feeling the Christmas spirit. Oh, you have to feel a spirit. Okay. I can't get into festive mode. It doesn't feel Christmassy. And so is a holiday a feeling? You know, hey, there's a whole lot of people that would just as soon get this year right over. 2019 was a pretty rough year for me, I will admit that. If I didn't have the kind of faith I have, I really don't think I would even be alive. And you know what? Thank God for deliverance. Because I got delivered and set free, which is a beautiful thing to get set free from spirits of death, which are spirits of suicide. They can drive people to want to commit suicide, What does Satan want to do? He wants to take you out, kill you, deader than a knit. Luckily, though, with prayer and being prayed up and doing spiritual warfare, we can be daily protected. Well, Jesus said it himself, give us this daily bread. I hope you're doing daily prayer and warfare. So I want to give you, I thought this was a really interesting definition of hope. Hope is an expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. It's really rooted in trust. It's a feeling of trust, hoping for something. What's the biblical definition of hope? Well, it is a confident expectation of what God has promised, and it's a trust in his faithfulness. The feeling of wanting something to happen and thinking that it can happen. Something good will happen, for example. It's that optimistic state of mind that's based on your expectation of a positive outcome. You could call it just expect with confidence. Now, what is the difference between hope and faith? Because a lot of people have the little signs, faith, love, and hope. What is the difference? Faith is also a confidence or a trust in something, but hope is, a, is a more of an attitude of mind. You could put it this way. Faith says it's so now, and hope says it's so in the future. Does that make sense? Faith is like you're, you're confident and trusting something that's not based on proof, and hope is an attitude. And I love this scripture, Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. In Isaiah 41.10, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. What is the opposite of hope? Hopelessness, right? Despair, dismay. Think about that, right? What I just said in Isaiah. Pin your hopes on God. There's a new bumper sticker. Confidently expecting. Expectation of the fulfillment of a belief is the object of our hope. There's scriptures in multiple places that talk about a hope. We're not doing the... Um, When we wish upon a star, you know, the Disney thing, and don't get me started on Disney, (laughs) go watch my Disney deception. So now that we've kind of established a bit of a definition, I want to talk about the hope breaker spirit now, because every single one of us has gone through something traumatizing in childhood or even adulthood where our hope gets shattered. Our hope gets broken. And I believe there's spirits that are behind this sort of demonic setup in our lives. When I was a child, I was about six years old. And one summer I went away and we had taken my older cousin with me. She was about 15 at the time. My 15 year old cousin said, if I did something, she was going to give me her purple velvet roller skates. She said she had a pair of purple velvet roller skates that were just my size. Whatever she wanted me to do, the all summer I did it on this promise that I was going to get these coveted purple velvet roller skates. Why that meant anything, I don't know, but this was the late 70s. So later that fall, I found out that she didn't have any such thing as purple roller skates. In fact, there was no such thing. But to me, my heart was shattered. I was really devastated over this because I think I did all her chores or something for a month and on the promise of these skates. So I was really waiting for these in exciting, hopeful anticipation. And they never came. Now, these seem like petty things. But for little children, we process things differently. Maybe one of you didn't get a certain toy or didn't get something at Christmas or maybe a parent that never showed up that promised weekend after weekend. Little Johnny sits expectantly waiting for his dad to pick him up on a Friday after school and the dad never shows up or the dad doesn't come through on something. You know, all these broken promises, this is part of what I believe forms the hope breaker. And these are all forms of trauma that affect our psyche. And you could call it the part where demons afflict. These are, I really believe they're demonic setups throughout our life and they're tied in with generationally inherited family patterns. And you know, what's amazing about, you know, say parents that maybe we put hope in where. Sometimes they don't keep their word, but you know what Numbers 23 tells us? God is not a man that he should lie. Hath he said, and shall not do it? God keeps his promises. God can't lie. He's not able to break what he says. He's not able to back out of a covenant. He's not a man that he should lie. You can trust God. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Psalm 42 paints a beautiful picture. Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Psalm 119, one of my favorite scriptures, you, O God, are my refuge. You, O Lord, are my hiding place and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Wow. Hebrews 10.23, one of my favorites, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold unswervingly, one, one says. Let us hold fast to the hope we profess for he who promised, is faithful. Think about Micah 7, 7. But as for me, I wait in hope for the Lord. I wait for my God. In him, I put my hope. I mean, there's so many scriptures on hope. Interesting how the Amplified Bible puts Ephesians 4, four. There's one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope. So what do we have here? We have a picture of the covenant-keeping God. That's why our hope should be solid as Christians. We have an assurance of things hoped for. Don't you love the scripture in Hebrews 11.1? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I love this quote from Corey Ten Boom. Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. Think about that. If you don't know who Corey Ten Boom was, she was the Dutch watchmaker, her family helped many Jews escape the Nazi Holocaust during World War II by hiding them in her home. And there's a book on uh, the life of Corrie ten Boom. It's like a book from the 70s. I think it's The Hiding Place. Don't quote me on this, but I think their family saved something like 800 lives during the Nazi occupation. Think about that for a minute. And uh, Corey and her sister Betsy were remanded to the notorious Ravensbrück concentration camp near Berlin because someone turned them in. So it's an incredible story if you haven't heard that. But back to what I was saying about hope, there are things that break our hope. Everyone is walking around with some level of a broken spirit. It's part of that hope breaker spirit. Again, it's wrapped in different things such as betrayals. When you get backstabbed by somebody, you get thrown under the bus, you get betrayed by someone you really thought that was a, a good friend all these little daggers, I call them, we're carrying a lot of this baggage, a lot of trauma from hope breakers. And again, spirits of trauma, spirits of hope breaking, spirits of devastation, spirits that bind people up. You've had your hopes dashed, your, your faith destroyed. But isn't that just like the devil to get in there and send these demons to bind someone up? Sometimes people are bound up for 40, 50, 60, 70 years. But you know what? You can get freedom today, folks. You know it's interesting that Paul gives us that threefold strand picture, doesn't he? Faith, hope, and love. And you know, hope is the part of it that's the weight bearer of those things. It's like if you look at a at a weight that a guy is lifting, you have a bar and two dumbbells on the end. The bar is what weighs it, and the hope is what bears the weight. So you know what hope really is? It's like an anchor of our soul, isn't it? Remember what it says there in the scripture, the hope of salvation. You know what hope really is? It's an assurity that God gives us. We have an insurance policy from God himself that assures his assets. That's pretty incredible. I found over a hundred verses on the word hope alone in the word. The word hope doesn't communicate uncertainty like, oh, well, I hope that something good might happen. It's the glad assurance that something will happen, not might. Jesus is our hope and no one can take that hope away. And the word hope in Hebrew actually means to expect in the Strong's, Same as the exhaustive concordance. And the, if you look up the Thayer's Greek lexicon, the fullness of certainty, bringing in confidence, anticipation, and expectation. So again, interlinear, both Greek and Hebrew, look those up. So Bible hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. That ought to be something that we print out in our mirror. Hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. So the world calls it an optimistic state of mind, but we know that hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. And look at all His promises in the Word. That would be a whole other show too, wouldn't it? The amazing promises of God. Now, I thought there was something very interesting that Brother Mark brought out in his teaching that we originally did, and he talked about this chord idea. We have a phrase for something today. You know how we talk about a threefold chord? A cord is cut when trauma enters, isn't it? And that's all the unmet expectation, the repeated patterns of things not working. It goes back to hope deferred, doesn't it? You know, they say the definition of insanity is going round and round the same mountain, expecting a different result. It's all the unmet expectations. It's like death by a thousand cuts. All the things that don't work out and we believe for this and something didn't happen, that hope gets slowly eroded, doesn't it? It gets eaten away. And only so much of that cord can be eaten away at there's a threshold and then once that's eroded that is where despair and despondency comes in i'm going to talk more about the holiday stuff that's tied into this because i'll tell you what there's also holiday grief that is tied up in this all those holiday spirits this time of year well we talked about it earlier in the show it's tremendously tough for people My pastor Monty says in his depression messages, spiritual depression leads to doubt and unbelief. And he did a fantastic message just this month around, again, holiday depression. People see love, warmth, and community modeled in all these inundation of television commercials and radio jingles and every little poster and in the Hallmark cards, the movies, They just assume that most people out there must be living like that. But you know what, folks? That is all just concocted. That's an example. Just type in any kind of Christmas movie into your favorite web browser depictions of Santa, St. Nick, good old St. Nick. People see that love and the warmth and the family and the community and, you know, everybody around a big table with lots of food or snuggled around a fireplace with a Christmas tree with the stockings hung. Cards, movies, Hallmark depicts this false expectation of Ooh, what's happening on Christmas Eve? The stockings are all hung, the presents. But you know what? That's not reality, folks. There's a lot of people that are alone at Christmas. Again, it dredges up all the unmet expectations, the disappointments, the wounds, the hurts, the betrayals, deep hurt wounded love, broken hearts. Look at Proverbs 23.7. seven says, when our heart is broken and crushed, we don't think correctly. Proverbs 13.12 tells us, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hopelessness has an effect on our body. Certainly our brains, the neurotransmitters, we have these things that are called giving up cells. Did you know that? We know burnout is an insidious syndrome and it becomes more apparent after long periods of exposure to stress. It burns out your adrenals. It has major impacts on the body. Burnout is to me like a spiritual overloading. I almost think like we have a breaker panel and after long periods of stress and exposure to deep hurts or wounds or, again, those unmet expectations or disappointments, long periods of exposure to all those things cumulatively, you know, coalesces and this burnout or giving up occurs. And what's manifested? Things like you feel exhausted. It's total negativity. You can't see the bright side of anything. It just, oh, woe is me, humdrum. It's cynicism, low productivity. You kind of become like a real-life Eeyore out of the Winnie the Pooh. You can't see the, you know, they say you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that tunnel gets blocked. So it's so interesting. Again, back to this study, these scientists found that a little neuromodulator, it's called Nociceptin was behind this very interesting phenomenon, kind of likens to a dimmer on a light switch. And, and essentially in English, it just makes it harder for the feel-good chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, chemicals associated with a pleasurable feeling of getting a reward. Boy, I'm not kidding when they say the battlefield's in the mind. It affects getting out of bed in the morning to performing simple tasks. This is interesting. One of the scientists, Musker, says any changes or tweaks in these amazing biological systems can have everyday huge ramifications from anxiety to full blown chronic depression. It puts you in mind of Ezekiel. Remember the dry bones? Ezekiel 37 13. Our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. What a picture of broken hope. Lost our hope. That that means broken. We're cut off from our parts. The people fell into despair. Now, it's interesting, and sadly, I have a... One of my older sons is really into this game called World of Warcraft. Just the fact that it has craft in the name. I think it's a real demonic game. Don't get me started on that. But in this game, there are actually two references to Hopebreaker. There's a character called Willie the Hopebreaker and also a sword called the Breaker of Hope. Think about that. The Breaker of Hope, these spirits place chains of havoc upon people. Pillage, loot, ravage, devastate, ruin. These are spirits of destruction. They ravage, they devastate, they ruin, they they pillage, plunder, and loot. It's like the popular pirate theme. And they're passed down through generations. And there's a bunch of, you know, animals that go in with that as well. But you know, that's a whole other teaching. The vulture, the raven, the crow. You know, remember you used to see the cartoon where those vultures come in and they they just pick away, don't they? And isn't it interesting that ravens are known to use vultures? So you have these bird spirits, these birds that pick away. Ravens, interestingly, are known to use vultures, especially the Egyptian vulture, to crack open ostrich eggs and then steal the fruit from the vulture. You know, think about Carl Jung, not a fan of him, of course, Freud 2.0, but he associated the raven with the archetype of the shadow, the dark side of our psyche. Edgar Allan Poe as well, the master of the macabre. Remember that? I had to write a report on him in my early years. He writes about the raven. It's this shadowy, dark side of our psyche. They say it's the royal road of the unconscious depths, the darkness in those depths. Well, listen, all that psychological mumbo-jumbo, you know what it really is? It's pure demonic. It's demon spirits that are hindering and afflicting. But you know the sad thing about the hope-breaker spirits... You know what they really do? And this is where it's so, you know, Satan is such a counterfeiter. And what he does is he manipulates through these evil spirits to provide a counterfeit to waiting upon God. And you know what that spirit ultimately does? The hope breaker spirit, it cuts us off from trusting in and believing God's promises. It causes doubt. We give up on God. And that's where that introduction of despair comes in, the hopelessness. And then enters the evil cousin of hopelessness, helplessness. But you know what, there is hope. And I'm going to talk about that, how to gain hope. And then I'm going to get into some deliverance prayer. And that's going to be very powerful at the very end of the program. But what I want to touch on right now is holiday spirits. Boy, what a timely thing that is and how that ties into hope for the holiday spirit breakers. There's one. And isn't it interesting that holidays are supposed to be a time of there's supposed to be a time of hope and joy and peace and goodwill to all men. Isn't it something like that? All these, these terms synonymous with hope. Joy to the world. And you know what? The joy to the world is that the Lord has come. The Savior has come. So, I mean, that's a beautiful song, but we throw around these words like hope and joy and good tidings, wrapping it all up with artificial trees, candy canes, decorations, the garland, the tree, the yuletide log and the yuletide nog, eggnog, you know, all these traditional things, these traditions, right? Angels on top of the tree or the star, whichever you want. Pine trees, plum pudding and poinsettias. The season of sledding, sleigh bells, snowflakes, and St. Nick. It's the season, right? The tiding, tinsel, and toy tradition. All wrapped up with a big bow. But here's the point that people are missing. When you think about little Johnny across the globe, not in the Western Hemisphere, I guess Santa's sleigh forgot to stop at that particular child's house. The truth is, is there's lots of families, lots of poor families, poor and needy families that don't have this traditional American depiction of Christmas. They're not living the Hallmark Christmas card, I can tell you that. And so you think about the child that wonders in amazement on why did little Billy down the block get a bunch of Christmas presents under his tree and yet he got nothing? What do you think that does to a little child's psyche? The whole thing is pretty messed up, isn't it? When you think about it. And here's something that breaks your hope about, two weeks after Christmas when you get your credit card bill, you wanna talk about despair and depression. Mammon and materialism, all raging spirits around this holiday. Let's rack up the credit cards and get your Amazon shopping cart dinging away. You think it's supposed to be a joyful season, right? Like I said, joy to the world. The world celebrates it. It's geared for marketing, and Christmas trees were going in stores almost before Halloween. It's big business, it's a corporate trillion dollar a year industry. You know what? A lot of people, and psychologists will confirm this, and counselors and pastors, that the holidays are very, very stressful. It's not a good time of year for a lot of people. Again, like I mentioned in the beginning, it agitates a lot of people. I just talked about your credit card bill, but how about the endless litany of lineups and agitated customers, and even the clerks that have to work overtime during the holidays with disgruntled customers? I don't really find Christmas to be that much of a joyous time a year, even by anyone's standards. I talked about children's psyche, but what about your dashed hopes? Maybe if you were a little kid yourself and you asked Santa for that one Christmas gift and you didn't get it. It goes back to dashed childhood dreams, too, and that has an impact on us. That's part of this hope breaker spirit, though. And think about that. Every single one of you has been betrayed at some point, has had your hope crushed, your heart broken, your dreams dashed, or some memory that ties in to these holidays. And that's what I'm talking about. And these things can stay with us for a lifetime. And some out there may think, well, that's just silly little childhood stuff. But these things can psychologically afflict us and they can stay with us for a lifetime until we are set free of those things, those unmet expectations. But you know what? It comes back to this message that Christmas carries hope, doesn't it? That's really the message. Again, I talked about it earlier. Christmas carries this hope. Hope is not in a holiday, is it? Hope is in Jesus Christ alone. I mean, go to your channel lineup right now and look at all these Christmas movies. They depict this endless litany, a laundry list of these wonderful, oh, it's a wonderful life. And all these movies that pull at the heartstrings, wonderful messages of family and friends and festivities. And that is simply not the reality for a lot of people. And there's even that overtone that your wishes will be granted that wonderful night of Christmas. The gal that's dreaming of a a husband who's never been married is swept off her feet by the tall, dark, handsome stranger. That magical night, as they call it. Yeah. You see how magic is in every single thing? I have taken so many pictures in the last month of the word magic in almost everything. These slogans containing magic are, are absolutely frightening. Little children's toys. Unleash the magic. I can never avoid Starbucks. I've done an expose on Starbucks. You really need to watch that. Here's a catchy slogan Starbucks, a cup of magic. Yes, of course. Remember when the bottle of Coke said open happiness? the absolute staggering amount of the word magic that's appearing in different advertising on children's books, toys, just in everything. And again, I don't want to get sidetracked. But listen, that's a whole other show that I'm going to do. So keep your eyes on anything that you see, any slogans, any boxes of items, watch for the word magic, magical, watch for it. I'm telling you, it's shocking, folks, and I can't have my eyes on everything, but look for slogans and and items that carry that word because I'm going to be doing an expose, so please do email me that information. You're going to be very shocked. Even Apple, can you believe that? Oh, Apple, gee, big surprise, the bite out of the Apple. That company is now using magic. Go to apple.com and check it out for yourself. Their new AirPods Pro. This is the slogan, magic like you've never heard. It's interwoven in everything. It's a magical time of year. How can you be disappointed? That's the issue right there. As Christians, we should not be just celebrating some joyous occasion. We should be joyful every day of the year. The joy of our salvation The psalmist tells us, in fact, our souls shouldn't be cast down. We should be joyful and hopeful in the Lord. But instead, the world hijacked that for an occasion. It goes back into the childhood stuff, the magical thinking. It's almost like a magical spell really is put on children. They're all giddy and excited for Santa to come. I think it's almost like a mind-binding, magical spell that comes over people. It's part of this holiday spirits package. You know, think about little children. We'll be good. Santa knows who's naughty and nice. And that's one thing I never mentioned about the kids getting the gifts. Naughty and nice? Well, if somebody that's a nice little boy or girl gets all the presents, why did the one child get nothing who was a good little boy or girl? What does that tell a child But what about broken expectations of that present that never came, the disappointments, the unmet expectations? What about all that for a little child? You might not even realize what's going on with you. Suffering from a delayed disappointment from childhood. Think about that for a minute. Over a broken expectation, a pony that didn't show up, the doll that never arrived under the tree, or that amazing looking toy on the magazine or in the TV advertisement that didn't quite look the same when you got it. Maybe it broke after one use and that was the end of that. Remember those Hot Wheel tracks? My sister and I got it, and I think the track broke the first day, and that was the end of that toy. It sure looked pretty cool on the advertisement, though. But the point is, unless those wounds have been healed, that's still there. And the enemy and his minions will take every opportunity to exploit that. That memory recall is still there. It's imprinted in your soul. And you know what the holiday season does? It simply triggers all that stuff. It brings everything to the top again. Unless there's been complete deliverance and healing, all that stuff comes up. But a lot of people are unaware that this is even happening. And they can't figure out why these holidays bring such dismay, depression, and despair. A lot of this is happening on an unconscious level. You wonder why you're anxious, you're irritable, you're unhappy. You wonder why your spouse is in a funk What's going on with you? And nothing, right? Because some people can't even pinpoint what it is that's going on with them. But here's the good news. God isn't limited by space and time and holiday seasons to perform his miracles, the miracle of healing, salvation, and deliverance. We have a man-made calendar. And guess what? God doesn't live by our calendar and our time schedule. He's not bound by the things that we are. You know, if things come to mind during this season that bring you sadness, despair, loneliness, heartbreak, ask God to heal your heart. God wants you to be healed. And guess what? He can do it. Time doesn't heal. God heals. You know, sometimes healing happens in stages, even in physical healing. Sometimes you don't get your whole healing right away. Sometimes that healing comes in layers. Ask God to touch those broken parts that need healed. If you're feeling down this holiday season, remember that God cares about you more than you can ever know. And he cares about you just as much during this season as any other time. And speaking of gift giving, well, what does the scripture say? If we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does God want to do that for you? Binding up the brokenhearted. There's no time clock on that, by the way. This card entitles you to a healed heart. Expires December 31st, 2019. It doesn't work like that. When high hopes crack and splitter and dreams are crushed, folks, looking at your life and seeing the dashed hopes, even maybe you had carefully laid out plans. I was supposed to go to school for this many years and work for this many years and retire for this many years. When we give our life to God, we don't operate by this worldly system. Don't put your trust in your 401k or your J-O-B for that matter. God is your provider. And sometimes, guess what, plans don't go according to what we think they should. I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And you know what I always say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Our plans don't necessarily line up with God's. These are all the things that I really was supposed to do, and now it's late in life. And you know what, don't let the enemy lie to you. God can do more in six minutes than you can do in 60 years. We think we've got it all figured out, but I've got a newsflash for you. Trust in God. Have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty four. With God, all things are possible. That's not a bumper sticker or a punchline. You know what? When God mends a wound, that wound is mended. And you know, for those who are just totally stressed out just at the idea of spending time with in-laws, oh, my brother, there's all the sibling rivalry, or oh, my one sister, ugh or your aunt, your uncle, your father, your mother, whoever. Well, before you go, you can bind up those devils in those people. Before you even go to this family function, bind the demons in all of them, especially in the ones that you're having a problem with. I mean, obviously there's still issues there. There's deep-rooted issues, but try it, try it. You'll be really surprised at how amazing that works. If you're a Christian, you have the authority to do that through the shed blood and the power, the name of Jesus Christ. So try it and uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. You can cover the get-together with the shed blood of Jesus. You can bind up all those religious spirits, the conflict spirits, those familiar spirits of even sibling rivalry, the jealousy, the competition, all the spirits of offense, touchiness. Well, you know that in Divided America, there's a lot of argumentative spirits. The spirit of the mean man, that's a thing. Spirits of belittling, or maybe you've got a relative that's always got to embarrass you every year, or somebody's super critical all the time, they have harsh words, negative attitudes bind all that stuff up, forbid to operate all those generationally inherited grudges, the offense, the hard feelings from all those past wounds, and loose upon that family gathering the spirit of love, peace, and a hedge of protection around the gathering. Carla and I even added a thing on our holiday prayer. We said, I call on mighty angels to stand at the door and strip away past baggage offenses upon entrance. And we can pray for God's manifest presence to be realized by each person. And we can ask God to bless each one with love, laughter, and precious memories. That's what we can be praying for. So deliverance is really important here because nothing gets demons out but deliverance. But sometimes it's not a demon. Sometimes it's just that God needs to just heal your broken heart. Jesus came to bind up the broken hearted. And Pastor Monty has a great teaching on the healing of wounds that I've linked below in the description. And as he says, this is so important. Healing of wounds is just as important as deliverance. Why is it? Otherwise, you're going to carry that with you your whole life and you're going to always react to whatever that stimulus is. You'll forever be reacting and responding when you have those wounds and you'll continue to carry it until those wounds are healed. Think about this. If you're wounded on your body, all of a sudden you get in a car accident, you don't go to the doctor seven months later or seven years. You can't ignore physical pains and agonies. So why do we do it in the spiritual realm? They don't just go away. God has to heal those areas and ask him to do that. Say, God, heal my wounds and heal the ones even I'm not aware of. It's okay to say, you know what, God, I'm acknowledging something that really hurt me from my past. I need you to heal me from that thing, Lord. This is really important today, guys. And lastly, I just want to read a couple scriptures here. I'm going to read three scriptures. Hebrews 12 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Romans five five. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And down a couple verses in Romans over there in Romans 15. Now, may the hope of God fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's get into some deliverance right now. So all you have to do is just receive it by faith. Demons come in through the air, pneuma, so they're expelled that way as well. Just cough them out, breathe out. If you feel like you're going to throw up a little bit, that's all very normal. You might feel a little tingling or some sensations in your body, all perfectly normal. If you're new to deliverance, just know, that God wants you healed. And we want to get you set free right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Father God, we're exercising the authority given to us in Luke 10, 19. You say in Mark 16, they will cast out devils. Tonight, Father, we just did a heavy message on hope breaker, the hope breaker spirit, the hopelessness, the helplessness. So I'm putting every demon on notice. I'm going to call these things out. And just like I said, take deep breaths, folks and blow them out. I bind the hope breaker spirit and command that thing to loose God's people right now. All hope breaker spirits, get out of God's people right now. Up and out, move. All hopelessness, helplessness, despair, despondency. Get out. Get off the people right now. Come on out, you demons. Move. Get out of the people now in Jesus Christ's name. Get out. Move in Jesus' name. All religious spirits, spirits of offense. Come on, up and out. Loose God's people. Let's go. Angels, pull them out of the people right now in Jesus' name. All the false prophecies that didn't come to pass. All the false dreams, the dashed dreams, the hopes, ambitions that didn't come to pass. All the demonic setups. I break your power off God's people and command you to go come on demons up and out move father send angels now to break these things out and hook them by the jaw let's go pull them out angels the spirit of the lynx the maverick the vulture the crow the raven all these demonic birds up and out come on let's go false hopes False expectations. Up and out. Move. Chains of havoc. Let's go out of the people of God right now. Let's go. Move. Up and out. You demons have to go. Loose God's people now in the name of Jesus. Come on, you demons. Manifest and come out of the people. Devastation, destruction, mayhem, ravaging, the spirit of the ravenger. Let's go up and out. Move. Devastation, ruin. Get out. Let's go. Move. Get out of God's people. You have to go. I'm putting you on notice. You have to leave. Let's go. Breathe them out, people. Alienation. The forsakenness. Told Uninspired, lack of inspiration, powerlessness. Let's go up and out, move. Oppression, you go. Limitedness, doom, captivity, helplessness. Come on up and out, let's go. All these things work together to destroy hope. Let's go, move. All the wounded spirit, the wounded love, the broken heart. Let's go up and out, move. All you spirits of betrayal that came in and wreaked havoc in your life. Let's go up and out. Move. I break off all generationally inherited curses off the people right now. All the negativity spirits. Negativity. Always critical. Let's go. Move it. Maybe this familiar spirit has traveled down the line. We break the power that right now off God's people. Let's go. Up and out. All spirits associated with it. Up and out. Move. Why bother? Spirit of Eeyore. Puddle glum. Let's go. Up and out. Come on, you demons. Let's go. Move. Spirit of self deprivation. Come on, let's go up and out, go. Anxiety, move it up and out, move, get out of God's people, anxiety all thwarting spirits. I bind you and break your power and command you to loose God's people. Let's go, demons. Manifest and come out. Let's go thwarting, opposing, blocking, hindering spirits that are stealing, robbing God's people. Let's go move. I bind all frustration and command you to get out. Come on, frustration, go. Despair, depression, chronic depression, go. Right now, I break the spirit of death right now. All suicide spirits, spirits of suicide. If you're feeling suicidal right now, you just take a deep breath. Come on, if you're just feeling like... Life has to end if you feel like just there's no hope in life, I break that off you right now. I break every word spoken curse off you. All that despair and depression and despondency and dismay. Come on, let's go move the disappointment, those deep disappointments, the deep hurt, the wounds, the wounded love. Let's go up and out. Move them out, angels. Hook them out. The broken heart. I just lose God's healing into that broken heart. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. All that Suffocating, asphyxia, hard to breathe. Again, the anxiety. Let's go. Break your power. Come on, all you carry on birds. This goes back to the birds, the little stealers, the peck, 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 the vultures swooping in, the carry on birds devouring their prey, death by a thousand cuts. Let's go. Move. Mother Divine, I break your power. All the Mercury retrograde spirits, I break your power. All these pagan holidays and the holiday spirits, come on, let's go up and out. I break your power and command you to lose God's people now, let's go, move. Up and out, out of God's people right now. Come on demons, let's go. Angels, hook those things out. All those joy stealers, let's go, up and out. Perfectionism, the legalism, idealism false judgment, the dread, stress and anxiety, discouragement, double-mindedness, schizophrenia. Let's go up and out, move, manifest and come out of God's people right now. Antichrist spirit, I break your power and command you to lose God's people now. All the distrust from being betrayed, let's go up and out. Betrayal, spirits that came in that betrayed, disloyalty, let's go. Dejection, insomnia, morbidity, weariness, that fatal loneliness, all spirits of loneliness, I break your power and command you to, get out. I give you leave. Come on, let's go. Again, that threefold cord of suicide, death, and destruction. Move out. Let's go up and out. Loose God's people right now. Come angels and pull them out of there. The sorrow, the emotional pain, that deep emotional pain. Take deep breath and blow it out, folks. Oppression, depression, suppression, repression, all those things that you repressed and stuffed deep down. Let's go up and out. Come to the surface. Move them out, angels. Leviathan pride. Let's go up and out. I break the heads of Leviathan and cut their tails off. Let's go move. Come on, all that exhaustion and chronic fatigue syndrome and excessive tiredness. I just, I want to check out. I just want to lay down. I don't have any energy. Just that vegetative state, trying to find some form of comfort. Let's go move. Self-medication, boozing, drugging, just anything to try to feel better. Let's go up and out. Move. Exhaustion. Come on out. All holiday spirits. Come on. All the memory recall during the holidays of something bad happening, unfulfilled expectations. Move out. Let's go. Come on. Arrested Consciousness, arrested development, all that emotional memory recall patterns, up and out, move, family dysfunctional behavioral patterns, let's go, I break the power of those off the people and command those things to loose God's people, I command those things to go right now in Jesus' name, come on you demons, let's go, move, all the forlorn, the helpless, the impossible, this is pointless, sadness, the tragic spirits, useless, bad, dejected, demoralized, that despondency, up and out, let's go, move. You can't be consoled. You're downhearted, downtrodden. Let's go up and out. That fatal spirit, up and out. You got to get out of God's people right now. I give you leave right now, feeling like just lost, that menacing spirit, the torment, spirits of torment and trauma. You loose God's people. I pull the hammers out of their chests of trauma right now in Jesus' name. All mind-binding spirits, get off the people now. Let's go move. That sinister spirit, just sink down into hopeless despair, just unachievable. I didn't achieve my dreams. Just the dream stealers and hope breakers. Move out. Always feeling like you're going around the same mountain. I break that spirit. I break the curse of the bastard right now. And every spirit that comes with that, let's go move out. Let's go up and out. Come on. Let's go move. Come on, you demons. Manifest and come out of God's people right now. Those family line spirits that get together in the holidays and just, they're just tormenting spirits. They want to embarrass you. There's those spirits of sibling rivalry over the holidays. When kid's trying to outdo the other, or they're going to bring up stuff from your past. I break the power of the workings of all those religious spirits, the conflict spirits, the jealousy, the competition. Let's go up and out. We bind those from operation over the holidays. All the spirits of belittling. Oh, I just got to tell that story that you hate. Belittling spirits. Let's go. That critical spirit, the harsh words, negative attitudes, the spirit of the mean man. I break your power off the people. I forbid all those grudges and past wounds to operate over the holidays. Let's go up up and out. Come on, move. Spirit of offense, move out in Jesus Christ's name. I bind you, break your power, and command you to get out of God's people right now. Let's go. And Father God, right now I ask you, the life cords around hope that were were ever severed or that cord that was was frayed. Lord, I ask you right now for supernatural healing in all places, in every area of their psyche right now, Father. I lose healing into those areas that need healing. Father God, I ask you to heal the broken heart. Bind up the brokenhearted right now, Jesus. I ask for your supernatural healing in every area of their life from the crushed heart, the, the dashed hopes. Father, fill them to overflowing. I just lose power, love, and a sound mind tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Come into our heart, Lord. Come into our soul and heal every wound, those unmet expectations. All those adverse childhood traumas and effects, Father, I ask you to heal the little child in each person listening right now in Jesus' name. I lose healing to the mind, the will, the emotions, all those things that caused us, Father, to have a bitter taste in our mouth, the bad things that happened, Father, reveal to them now anything that they need to say, Lord, heal me for that. And I ask you to continue healing them even after this show is over. And I thank you for everything that you're doing in the lives of those who love you dearly, Lord. And I ask for every single person to have a very, very blessed holiday. I ask for a hedge of protection around them on their gatherings, Father. And I call on those mighty angels to stand at the door of each household that they go into and strip away all that past baggage, those offenses upon entrance. And Father, lastly, I pray for your manifest presence to be realized by each person. And I ask you to bless each one with love and laughter and precious memories over this 2019 holiday season and a very blessed new year in 2020. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen and amen. Have a very blessed holiday. We'll see you real soon. Good night.